ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 22 of The Sober Grind. Sober Grind. I'm joined by my very special friend. Pej. And my name's Austin Armstrong. I'm, finally, a, I'm finally back. I was away for a you bit. You are back. I was in the DMV. Oh my goodness. Tell me about your trip. DC, Virginia. Oh, sorry. DC, Maryland, and Virginia. It was really good. Well, it was, we're, it was, I'm, I'm happy to have you back. We missed you. I'm so happy to be back. <laughs> Tell me about your trip. I just had a great time on the East Coast. I was, you know, going to certain agencies and certain schools and certain uh, churches and just talking to people about addiction and alcoholism. And it was a, it was a good trip. It was fun-filled, you know. Mm-hmm. Did went to some conferences and things like that. So, which was your favorite state in the limited time that you spent there? D.C. D.C. I mean, I love Why? D.C. Because there's more happening there. I'm I'm, okay. I'm more of a city guy, you know. Got it. I love L.A. and D.C. was like a mini L.A. in that area. I went to uh, but Maryland was cool too. So was yeah. so was Virginia. Yeah, it's okay. very green there. It's very yeah. It's you beautiful. know, there's a lot of like uh, vegetation. It's it rains often, so it's nice. It's really nice. That's yeah. Good. I went to Washington D.C. in eighth grade for a field trip, and that was my only experience there. I saw a ton it's of been... students walking around, <laughs> just absorbing all of the. Uh, all of the history, the, the nation's history. Yeah. It was good. That yeah. was cool. I'd like to go back. Yeah. Maybe. Well, maybe one day. <laughs> anyway, today... How's everybody doing today? Yes, how are you? Let us know where you're at. Are you watching from D.C.? Or are you <laughs> in the likeliness of California? Let us know what city you're in. Also, we would love for you to interact with us today, ask questions, uh, come on, whatever. If you have some kind of experience or if you have any questions, we'll try to answer them to the best of your ability. Yes. Our ability. This is a... Very important topic today, substance abuse detoxing. So we're going to start from what is it, what you need to know, important tips, insider tips, and hopefully answer any questions that you have. So think about the the topic of substance abuse uh, detoxing and let us know what questions, what concerns, what thoughts you have. Mm-hmm. So let's just jump right in. Okay. What is substance abuse detoxing, Pesh? Okay, well, so when people are um, obviously using substances, their bodies uh, will grow, you know, they'll have a dependency upon the substances depending on what they are. Mm-hmm. Some substances uh, obviously are easier to detox than others. Mm. You know, there's opioid uh, detox, which is much different than, for example, an alcohol detox or a or a benzodiazepine detox or and you know a lot of people methamphetamine detox and cocaine detox are very similar to each other as opposed to the other you know and each one has its own category each one has its own type of detox so yeah and people's bodies grow a dependency and there's always going to be a withdrawal you know mm-hmm. where they'll experience the withdrawal symptoms and and going through withdrawal so depending on uh, what they've been using and how long they've been using it they need to when they come into treatment, detox is usually the first uh, part of the arc of treatment, you know, where they come uh, in and they, they have to go through a certain process for a certain number of days and to detox off of certain types of substances. Gotcha. So what is the typical detox process like? What can someone expect when they're going through detox and how long does it typically take? Well, it depends. Like, for example, Okay, so let's say somebody's coming off of uh, opiates, right? Mm-hmm. Opioid addiction, uh, pills and, and such, and heroin. Usually, um, you know, they, they come in and we, they're, they're given buprenorphine, which is, you know, uh, it, it within itself is an opiate, but it has, you know, an antagonist blocker. So basically they will be put on it for um, 
a, a few days, anywhere from three to seven to ten days, depending on you know how long they've been using, and um, they will taper them off of that, mm. and it sort of takes away from the pain that um, they would be enduring, you know, mm -hmm. as opposed to if they were just to do a raw detox, like where it would be nothing, and cold turkey just quit. Um, now, if it was, let's say, for example, a benzodiazepine detox, depending, there's so many different kinds. So, I mean, there's Ativan, there's Klonopin, there's so many mm. different types. And that within itself is an anxiety killer. And it's used sometimes to help people detox off of other substances. But sometimes people grow a dependency on, on benzos, you know. So, yeah. so that there's two types of uh, substances that could, if you don't get detox properly, it, it could result in death. One mm. is alcohol and one is uh, benzos. So if, you know, that one could, it ranges. It could have different... Uh, wow, that's tough. Of, the, using benzos to detox off of something else. Right. And then benzo itself being a very difficult drug to detox off of. Yes. See, some wow. people are prescribed benzos, like Xanax yeah. and things like that. And then a lot of kids these days, or just people, will abuse their benzos. Because, mm. you know, it is an anxiety killer, obviously. And a lot of people will take them if they're using other substances when they're out there. You know, like say for example, somebody is using meth when he's coming down because of all the anxiety that they can experience and, and um, turmoil, they will take benzos to kind of like take the edge off. So then they have that dependency towards the benzos. A lot of times when people come into detox, they are poly substance abuse mm -hmm. abusers, you know, so it's a, a variety of different types of drugs that they have been using that they're going to have to detox off of. So a benzo detox can take anywhere from a few days mm -hmm. to, you know, sometimes I've seen them up to 30 days. Oh, wow. Okay. Where they have to, you know, wean them off and take and taper them down little by little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. So you kind of touched upon this. Um, what, in your opinion, are the easiest drugs to detox off of and what are the hardest? Would it be alcohol and benzos, or what? What's your opinion? Again, of all no the alcohol. Drugs out there? Alcohol and benzos, I think, would are some of the hardest ones. Right. I mean, alcohol. Um, you know, they you will be usually prescribed some benzos and mm -hmm. and other types of. Uh, but I've seen actual alcohol tapers where they have to give the person uh, alcohol right. and taper them down until they get them level to the point where they're normalized. But also, a lot of alcoholics when they are uh, detoxing, they they have DTs, delirium tremens. So t t they mm. they have hallucinations. They they have the shakes. So mm -hmm. it's it can be very rough. It's not easy, right? And then same goes for benzos. Now, um, an opiate opioid user when they're detoxing, if they have the right medical attention and the right kind of medications, uh, then they can have more of an easier. Uh, type of detox where they have less body aches, body pains, um, a lot of their gastral uh, systems, mm. you know, they're, they're given medications for that so that they they won't have all of the problems that come along with uh, the opioid um, withdrawals. As far as meth and coke, uh, a lot of times the, they will be given, you know, something for their anxiety, um, but then there's a lot of rest that needs to be had. Mm. So there will be a lot of sleeping. Um, they need to be properly, you know, they, have, they've, they haven't had the best nutritional um, usage on a daily basis. They, they don't eat as much. They're famished. They need to be, you know, rehydrated. So they go through, um, you know, a lot of resting, eating, drinking, trying to replenish their body back to normal. 
and then marijuana, which you know a lot of times there's not much of a detox, but there's definitely withdrawals as far mm-hmm. as um, people will become more agitated, more angry. But you know, marijuana is probably like the, the least, um, the easiest one, if anything. If there is any, there's not really a lot of detoxing for, ma- for marijuana. Not a lot. Nobody really goes to detox for marijuana. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So, what kind of, um, from your experience, your expertise, what, if any, insider tips or pieces of advice would you offer to anyone, uh, both that they themselves are going through detox, or if it's a parent of someone that's going through detox, what different well, things when somebody's, would you offer them? A lot of people, you know, there's a lot of addicts, especially opioid users that go through detox. They know, they know the get down. Mm-hmm. They know what they're in for. They know that it's a place to rest. They know that it's going to be a place where um, it should be a safe environment. Detox needs to be a safe environment. It gets you out of your element. You're no longer um, at home trying to dry out. A lot of people attempt to to detox themselves. A lot of people attempt to get sober on their own. Mm. A lot of people, the same people that they get their drugs from, they'll get their detox medications from, like buprenorphine, which is Suboxone, Sobiotex, you know, things like that. But um, when they come into detox, prepare to be in a safe environment where you can rest a lot, where you will have the proper, proper medical staff that will oversee you and make sure that you have, uh, all of your vitals are done, um, that your uh, medications are proper that you know you'll see a psychiatrist you'll see a a nurse practitioner that's going to prescribe you the proper medicine Mm -hmm. in order for you to have a nice smooth detox Um, as far as family members they should be relieved too that this is first they should be relieved that their loved one is in a safe environment and they're being um, they have the medical attention that they need from the appropriate professionals Mm -hmm. but to let them go through that process and not keep on being worried about them or or trying to follow up and, and then you know it's natural for family members to be worried about their loved ones being in detox yeah. but um, this is a time for them to uh, be in sort of like a tranquil environment to where they can you know land the ship and let the ship just <laughs> set off all of its engines to the mm-hmm. point where they can just be normalized the whole process of detoxing is to, to be able to get somebody to some kind of normalization as opposed to what they've been going through and what they've been putting through their bodies through so it's not easy detox is uh the hardest part of treatment uh that i've seen is when people go through detox but if they can get mm-hmm. over that uh hurdle then 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 there's bigger fish to fry but it's it's possible for them to do it because they will be somewhat you know the fog has cleared a little bit more as opposed to what they were caught up in before just takes that first big step yes <laughs> yep well, I have a couple uh, more questions that I want to get into, but I'd love to open this up to our audience and viewers as well. Uh, what questions do you have? What thoughts do you have on drug, alcohol, substance abuse, detox? Do you have any questions coming in? Any questions? If you have any questions, ask them. Um, in the meantime, I do want you guys to know that we have another uh, Facebook page called Ask an Addiction Specialist. Yes, we do. The, it's down there in the link. You can always just type it, it up in the bar up there too, Ask an Addiction Specialist. If you ever have any kind of questions that are based around addiction, alcoholism, anything like that, you can come and ask. If you're suffering and you have a question, feel free to come ask. If you have a loved one that you're worried about, feel free to come ask. We always have professionals who are readily available that will answer your questions. And there are a lot of people that are in recovery that um, that have experience with 
you know, addiction and alcoholism that would be glad to answer your questions too. So ask an addiction specialist. You can always just uh, request to be part of that group and we would love to add you to it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and to tie on to that as well, uh, this podcast, in addition to the live stream video, is made possible uh, and accessible through iTunes, through Google Play, through um, iHeartRadio, any platform that you're listening to podcasts on. Check, this, check us out on there, Sober Grind. There's links to Google Play and iTunes in the description of this video. We would very much appreciate it if you could write a review, share it with your friends, and continue to help us spread this message of hope. Yes. Yeah. So let's keep going in. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about detox drinks, drug detox drinks, <laughs> commonly used for uh, marijuana, weed, sometimes opiates I was reading as well kind of the at-home detox kits, so to speak. What's your opinion on them? What do you know about them? How effective are they? And what are the pros and cons of doing something like that versus a professional, uh, going through a professional facility to detox? Okay, so let, let me just say, from my own experience, for a person that used to try to hide his drug use, uh, there used to be these things called head shops. I'm sure they're still mm. around in various towns. And they will sell you certain products to clear out and flush out your system. Sometimes people want to go for a job interview, or okay. sometimes people want to. Uh, sometimes people are being tested by their family members, their parents, mm. and so um, people have figured out ways to overcome um, these tests. They ha they have these tests to overcome a, a, a positive test, so that Got they it. won't be interesting. Yeah. So. You know. So it kind of masks it? or The addict and the alcoholic will go to any lengths to hide their addiction. Hmm. So they go and they buy these. Um, sometimes they come in liquid forms. Sometimes they come in whizinators. We won't even go into that. A whizinator. So that's a whole other uh, I can't. Story. I can only imagine. Okay. <laughs> uh, and the ones that come in liquid form often, uh, you're supposed to drink it a couple of hours before hmm. your drug test. Okay. And, and it uh, flushes your system. So, and it mm. always, for some odd reason, requires about two gallons of water to go along with it. So it has a. Mm. They have different flavors and things like that. But, um, you know, I think Tommy Chong used to have one called uh, Urine Luck. Which, oh my goodness. Yeah. So basically, it would like Urine Luck. It would clear you out. It'd clean you out, and you you can pass drug tests with it. <laughs> so th there's it's not really wow. like you're really detoxifying yourself. You're not yeah. going through a detox. Your body is just basically being flushed and then you can mask your system so mm. that when you do actually take the test it doesn't you know show that you have a positive so a lot of kids are doing that these days because they want to pass a drug test you know kids are so clever a lot of people do it you know a lot of people do it for for uh, when they go to to get a job interview or something like that they they seek those products out mm. gotcha so there's nothing about it that has anything to do with detox if a person's going to get really clean they need to actually like get clean the right way not Got fake it. the funk Gotcha. Yeah. Thank you for that insight. Yes. Uh, so, do, oh, we have a question from the audience here. So, do these juice bottles that you can buy over the counter, they don't really detox your body? Well, that's a whole different type. I think the juice, the juice bottles that they sell in the stores and things like that over the counter, uh, you know, I think that's a whole different thing. Like when you go to one of those, like a juice cleanse. Yeah, a juice cleanse is a whole different type of detox. But mm. I think the thing that you're talking about was more for 
people that are trying to mask their systems and right. flush their systems. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> Great question. Though. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the last question that I can think of is what's the next step after detox? So, well, you know, before we talk about what's the next step after detox, what's the step before detox? I mean, what, well, sure, yeah. what, what is it? So here's my experience is, is that, oh, there's so much to be said about detox and, mm -hmm. and, and how vital and important it is for somebody to actually make it to detox. Yeah. A it's lot of people, in one, one episode, I'm telling you, a lot of people don't want to, there's a, okay. Most addicts and alcoholics, at some point or another in their using and drinking careers, for better sake of words, do want to stop. Mm -hmm. They know something's not going right. Job loss, uh, losing their family members, um, being evicted from their homes, becoming homeless. So they know that the substances that they're using isn't helping their lives in any way. So they want to clean up. Mm -hmm. They'll try to stop on their own. But stopping mm. on their own, you know, might sometimes only consist of stopping one or two things, like the heavy stuff. Like, mm. look, I, maybe if I just stop doing heroin, I can just drink and I can just, you know, smoke pot or things like that. Yeah, the yeah. point is, is getting over that barrier and actually giving yourself the opportunity to go through a proper detox where you are, uh, where it's run by, you know, medical clinicians mm -hmm. and, and therapeutic clinicians that can help you through the whole process. So that's one thing to get in there. The other is, is that a lot of people that come into detox, they're like a fish out of water. So, I mean, mm. some people are totally relieved. You know, there's different types of people that go and get the help. Some mm -hmm. people are totally totally relieved. They have been waiting for this for a long time to be able to actually go and detoxify their body so that they can move on and try to seek long-term recovery. Some people, when I say a fish out of water, is basically like they don't know what to do with themselves. Mm. The anxiety levels are peaking. Uh, they're they're t totally uncomfortable. They're in their, in their own skins. They, they basically want to, like, peel themselves out of their body, right? Like they just wish that they didn't, now they're feeling their feelings, right? And often, you know, when they're in an actual detox facility, like at our detox facility, they will be prescribed the type of medication where they can overcome their anxieties, whatever that may be, and they, they can have a nice, comfortable um, setting. But the, the point is, is to stay in that setting so that you can move on into the next phases of treatment. Because if you're gonna go to a medical detox, often I'll, I'll have a lot of people say, uh, they'll call and say, yeah, I'd like to come to your facility, but I just want to detox. Well, then how are you, you know, what's the point of all this? Like right. a lot of people don't realize that that's not what it's all about. Detoxing is just the first phase, yeah, right? Lot, so much more goes into it than right. just that. Well, I got to get back to work. How are you going to function at work when you don't have proper recovery? Right. The well, there's opportunities like IOP as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So if they're, I mean, if they're going to IOP, if they come and detox and they go to IOP, that's great. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. You know, more power to them. Yeah. That's actually, you know, then they're being monitored and all that. But mm -hmm. the point of detox is is that it's needed. People go to detox to detoxify their bodies. But then after that, the, what comes after that, usually if they're in a treatment center like in our center, we have case managers, we have therapists. They put together a biopsych social. They find out who this person is, what they've been using, what their background is. Watch them through the detox process and then get them into a residential type of setting where then they can actually do groups and they can go to individual therapy and work through a lot of their deep-rooted issues and traumas and different things like that mm -hmm. so as to then eventually move up the scale and reintegrate back into society and be a sober human being. Gotcha. Yeah. That's great. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to touch upon on the topic of detox today? I think we've pretty much touched upon it all. Great little overview. Um, anybody's if if you're if you ever know anybody that's suffering, 
uh, with drug addiction, alcoholism, um, and you don't know what to do, uh, you can always call me. You can call us. Um, you can message me. We do interventions. We try to help people in any capacity. It doesn't matter who they are. Um, there's always resources out there. There, you know, you can just contact me, and I'll do whatever I can to help uh, anybody. You know, get the help that they need. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing your expertise, Pej. As always, this po uh, podcast is made possible by Beginnings Treatment Centers, an amazing Orange County-based treatment facility that handles all levels of care, no matter where you're full at. Full spectrum. Full spectrum, full continuum of care. Give them a call at 800-387-6907 or beginningstreatment.com. Once again, my name's Austin Armstrong. And I'm Pedge. We are Sober Grind. Sober Grind. Sober Grind out.